All right. Open your Bibles right quick. Let's close it out. And I really appreciate y'all. And uh, we're going to our theme scripture. Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 30. It says, I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it but I found no one I want to talk about today men standing in the gap amen father we thank you for your word I ask for the forgiveness of my sins cleanse me of all unrighteousness created me lord a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me Uh, use these lips of mine think with my mind speak with my voice and then touch the hearts of your men, these men here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Men standing in the gap. Gap insurance is an optional car insurance or coverage that helps you pay off your auto loan if your car is totaled. Or stolen. And you owe more. Than the car's depreciated value. Gap insurance. Helps pay. The gap between the depreciated value of the car. And what you still owe on the car. In other words. The insurance gives you assurance. I'm going to say it one more time. The insurance gives you assurance that if something detrimental happens, you're covered. Well, men, it's no different. (laughs) Amen. But it, but it's, but it's not optional with men standing in their God appointed positions. You don't have an option when it comes down to your faith. When it comes down to your family, when it comes down to your finances and your life is falling apart, amen, you need some assurance. Insurance can only take you so far, but I realize that the people who purchase gap insurance, what they were really looking for is a peace of mind. I wish I had somebody. Men, we have to realize that our position is... In, in life carries responsibility. As a man, there's certain things you just got to do. And when it comes down to your faith, when it comes down to your family, when it comes down to life and the life that you're living, you have to realize that God has positioned you, amen, to carry out a particular purpose. In this book of Ezekiel, we find that it's written at a particular time where Judah was in bondage in Babylon. If you read Ezekiel, it will depress you. Are you with me? It's written to people who were exiled. 
people who were, amen, living as slaves, come on somebody, and during the final years of Ezekiel was ministering in Babylon, he predicted the coming of the collapse of Jerusalem and the people, the men, the people of God was not taking heed to God's message. Can I tell you something? It's amazing that the message fell on deaf ears. It's amazing how these men and these people of God would just turn their backs on God. What's going on with men today? What's going on with most men today? They don't want to hear a word. They don't, they don't want to worship. They don't want to serve. And what I found out, saints, is that it's no different then than it is now. We're living in a deficit. We're living in a desert. Come on, somebody. We're living destitute and we're living a life. Watch this. Where it's just in repeat every week. It's the same thing over and over again. And we're trying to fix our problems on our own. And we're trying to live life according to our own terms. If you really read this chapter, it's amazing. If you look at verse 29, it says the people of the land have practiced oppression and committed robbery. And they have wronged the poor needy and have oppressed and oppressed the sojourner without justice. In other words, life was tough. And oftentimes I think about living in a time like that. But look at the times we're living in now. And I don't know what's going on in your life today. I don't know if you're ready. And today you've heard from each speaker Amen. How to get in your God appointed position. But I want to say something to somebody here. They were living in a city of sin and watch this. And the men were silent. I believe that if we're going to take back a city like Houston, it starts with the men. And if there was a time to use your gap insurance, it would be now. (laughs) And with this background, We see our passage in a different light. Let's look at it. God says in verse 30, he says, I searched for a man among them. What is God doing? God is actively seeking a man to step up. Will you be that man? Will you be that man that step up? You may say, I'm good, but are you really good? You see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We could sit back and say, look what's going on and look what's happening. Watch this. They were busy, but they were getting nowhere. Yet when they looked at their lives, they had given up. And I want to say some of us men, we've given up. And so, and so if I were to say, How do you stand in this gap? I would say the first thing is this. First thing is this. Let God know the search is over. Let God know you're the one. Come on, somebody. Let God know today. God, the search is over. Let your wife know the search is over. Come on, somebody. Let your children know the search is over. Get Watch this. They were so busy whining about life. They weren't willing to step up and get in placed and do what God had ordained them to do. Guard the city, man. And just because you've fallen doesn't mean you can't get back up. Be that man 
who would be courageous enough to answer the call. God is searching for some men today who will stand in their God appointed position. Watch this. Then we win. Tell God, God, the search is over. Watch the text. Text goes on to say, he says, I searched for a man. Imagine God needing a man. Let's just, let's just stop right there. Imagine God needing me to do something. But watch this now. You remember the context. They're in a situation. Watch this. They're in a circumstance. The culture isn't helping them. They, they're looking at, at life like it's over for me. But watch the text. The text says, the, the text says, who would build up the wall? Now, you got to know culturally what the wall represented. The wall represented, watch this, safety, security. Watch this, no shame. In other words, watch this, there was a breach in the wall so that anyone, the enemy, can get in. May I ask you a question? When you leave your post, who's standing there? Who's standing in the gap for your family when you say, I got to work? Lord have mercy. I got to get this money. I got to pay this mortgage. I got to make, watch this. And your wife's the only one going to work, going to church. Your children are left uncovered. Come on, somebody. The walls are down. It's used figuratively. Watch this. Of false prophets. Watch this. Failing to erect the wall. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The wall of truth and justice to stand. Watch this. In the day of battle. Saints, I want to tell you something, man. If you ain't building nothing, then you you missing something. So you need to tell God, let God know your search is over. But the second thing you need to do is this. Second thing you need to do is this. Here's the second thing you need to do. Here it is. Here it is. Let God know you're willing to do the what? The physical work. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? What, what does that look like? Let me ask you a question. Do you serve God? <laughs> I'm just saying. I know you go to church. Lord have mercy. I know you go to church, but my question to you is, are you willing to do the physical lifting? Come on, somebody. Listen, you haven't lived until you learn how to serve. You haven't lived until you've learned how to meet the need of somebody else. I'm not just talking about a pew member. I'm talking about one who's willing to rebuild the walls and stand with your pastor and stand with your leader. Watch this and make sure that the walls are being held up. Are you with me? What do you mean by that? You may have fallen asleep on your job. Spiritually, that is. You got to let God know I'm willing to do the physical work, Lord. I'm willing to show up when nobody wants to show up. I'm willing to do what, it, what nobody's willing to do. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to get an attitude about things. Watch this. And here's the thing what happens. What I find out about men who don't serve, they don't know how to protect. And we're walking around, watch this, and our lives are wide open. And watch this, we have no physical or spiritual protection. 
Are you with me? Look what he says next. He says, I'm looking for a man who will stand in the gap. So not only must you let God know you're willing to do the physical work, but the second thing is, what do you think the gap is? You think God needs you with me? Third thing you need to do is let God know you're willing to do the spiritual work. Physical work is serving. You know, Nehemiah, <laughs> when he went to rebuild the walls, it's the same wall we're talking about right here in Ezekiel. That they took another 200 years to rebuild that they did not. The brothers didn't want to work. The brothers wanted to enjoy the fruits of the labor, but they didn't want to put their hands to the plow. You understand what I'm saying? And listen, and in church, can I tell you something? There is physical work that needs to be done. I'm up here changing light bulbs. And changing batteries and, and, and changing this and painting that and fixing this and fixing that. When, where are the brothers who are willing to stand in the gap? What is the gap? Your God appointed position. If God puts you on the door, you stand at the door. If God puts you in finance, you stand in finance. Come on, somebody. If God puts you in the kitchen, you stand in the kitchen. If God puts you in outreach, you stand in outreach. But watch this. It's the spiritual work that needs to be done. God says, I'm looking. Lord have mercy. I'm searching. I'm trying to find some men. Like you and I, you're here today. Standing in the gap, interceding. That's what it is. It's intercession. Watch this. Watch this. You know what spiritual work consists of? Praying. Studying. Praising. Giving. Come on, somebody. Serving. Strengthening those around you. We don't just go to church just to shoot the breeze, man. We're here to iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another man. Y'all don't want to say amen. But I'm going to say amen by myself. You understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying, I'm saying to God, God, I'm willing to do the spiritual work. Listen, your life is a mess because you're not willing to do the work. Spiritual work. Then lastly, he says, he says, stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not what? Destroy it. But watch what he says next. He says, but I found no one. What a disappointment. Are you that man? Just asking. Imagine 2.5 billion men <laughs> and God couldn't find one man. Here's the last thing you got to tell the Lord. Last thing. Let God know you can count on me. You can count on me, God. Listen, stop pleasing your pastor and please God. 
Don't please me. Please God. And then guess what? We can all align together. Don't do it for the pastor. Do it for God. And if you do it for God, you'll appreciate the pastor. You'll love him. You'll lead with him. You've come on somebody. You can live with him. Watch this. And you can love him so much so that you realize that God is using him to transform your life. Man, can I ask you a question? Can God count on you to be one of these men who could stand in the gap? You see, with all the distractions we have in life, we often put God to the side. Men, I want to tell you, it's time for us to step up, stand up, and get into our God-appointed positions. Many churches are in need of what every football team has, cheerleaders. The job of the cheerleader is to tell everyone, we're going to make it. No matter how bad things look on the scoreboard, there's still hope. I thought I was trying to see how long you're going to take to get there, brother. Cheerleaders cheer all the way to the end of the game and will act like the team is winning by a big score even when there may be no victory possible. The job of the cheerleader, come on somebody, is to encourage the folks, come on somebody, to say we're going to win. When folks come in today's sanctuary with broken lives, they need to run into somebody who can say it's going to be all right. Do I have anybody here today that understand what I'm talking about? That Listen, it's okay to be the quarterback. It's okay to be the running back. But every now and then, you need a cheerleader. You need somebody to say, come on, man. We can do this. Do I have a witness here that know what I'm talking about? I don't mind being a cheerleader for the Lord. I don't mind standing in the gap. God, you can count on me. Because when Jesus cracked the sky, come on somebody, he's going to say, come on up here, boy. Come on up here. Rest with me. Come on up here. And guess what? Here is your reward for standing in the gap. Do you know him? Have you tried him? Is he all right? Say yeah. Say yeah, God's looking for some men who want to get in their God-appointed position. Yes, we're going to live differently. Yes, we're going to get out of this. No, life is not hopeless. We have the Lord on our side. Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Men standing. You got me, Lord. You got me. We got to do all kinds of things to get men to come to church. Pay attention to those points. We got to do a whole lot of stuff to keep men in church. But I want the man who will say, here I am, Lord. You can't find no one. There's a deficit in this text. See, I didn't want to get all deep on y'all, but in this text, there's a deficit of men. When you look up the Hebrew word for men there, it means male. Not female, male. There's a deficit today, y'all. Men, get in your rightful position. Listen, let me say this. If if you can't sweep, how are you going to preach? Everybody want a position that God did not appoint them to. Not everybody can be the preacher. Not everybody can be the pastor. See, here's where humility comes in. Lord, who are you coming for? You know, when Jesus' brother in, in John, John chapter 6, 7, when they told him, come on, come on, you need to go to Jerusalem. If you really the Messiah, come. Let them see you as a Messiah. Jesus said, no, I don't want none of that. Jesus said, I don't want no fame. I didn't come here to be mega. I'm already mega. I created the world. When, 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 when I was nursing on my mother's breasts, I could have taken this whole world down. Did you not know that? So what are you talking about? Running here and let everybody see me. Some men want to be seen in the gap. Brothers, your life can change if you take on the heart of a servant. I don't need the stage. To be important. When you're standing in your God appointed position, He'll make room for you and bring you before great men for His glory.